right, welcome back to the big big program. Just before we get to Mark Spector, let's welcome in our uh, Monday co-host, Lorianne Munzer, Olympic gold medalist, not former, Olympic gold medalist in cycling 2004. How was the weekend? How many NFL games did you watch? Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's too many to keep track which, for you. Which one do you choose? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. It's awesome. Welcome to sports broadcasting in the NFL on a Sunday. Sports weekend. Yeah, that's why, I mean, you watch them on uh, Sunday night. I think people can kind of just, because there's just the one game, you sort of, that's why the song is, been waiting all night, all day for Sunday night, right? Yep. That's the song, you know, Carrie Underwood, plus that helps too. So, I mean, you can sort of just relax and focus on one game. So well, it's just sports day. <laughs> it's sports day. Sunday is a big sports day. It is. Time now for On the Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy as we touch base with Mark Spector. Good morning, Spec. How are you? What's going on, on, folks? I watched a little football yesterday. What the heck? How's Grandpa Spec doing? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Yeah, good Grandpa weekend. Got lots of naps in, you know. (laughs) Drank some Metamucil. <laughs> so I guess, is it everything uh, you would imagine it would have been? Like, I mean, you're only, what, four days into being a grandpa? Yeah, we're only a few days in here. But yeah, yeah it's, uh, you know what? It's it's pretty cool when you hold that little baby. It's something that, holy man, you kind of makes you take stock on things. And uh, yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Been a great weekend. And uh you know, we got a big break in the order schedule, oh. so it's been almost nice to kind of just forget about hockey for a few days and uh, back to practice today and, I guess, get back on the horse here a little bit, hey? It's all, almost like the Spectre family planned this birth, you know, just during an yes. order's break, just for you, Spec. I talked to the schedule maker last uh, <laughs> summer, actually. <laughs> I'm sure you did, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so what'd you do on, what'd you do uh, besides that? Like, you're kind of, it's, it's also for reporters, too, a little chance to kind of recharge as well because you guys are grinding it out, you know, especially a guy like yourself that does so much traveling with the team. So it's a time for, it's a chance for you guys to kind of sit back and kind of recharge as well. Yeah, for sure. Or, you know, watch a little hockey on Saturday night, but for sure it's like anyone at any job, right? It's nice just to get a couple days away and you come up with some fresh ideas maybe when you come back and you, you know, it's, it's, you just need to step away sometimes and uh, after a while covering a hockey team or whatever you're doing in life, right? We all can't see the forest for the trees some days. And uh, it's nice to get, you know, get a break, get away. It's mm-hmm. good for the players not to see us around. It's good for us not to see them around. And uh, now everybody comes back and uh, here we go. It's back into the season. It, it's not like we're far into the season. What are they, 22 games in or something? There's yep. still 60 hockey games to go before the playoffs even start so uh nice early break for sure and then uh now we're getting the christmas season and they get awfully busy well part of this spec is uh you know talking about jack campbell and i know that manny's mm. legacy was being brought in and he was talking with him and he had a couple good performances can you talk about that and is he coming back to the oilers well i think yeah, like I think the storyline's been out there and I've been saying it and Elliot Friedman's been saying it. They want to bring him back. It's all predicated on his play. He's got to be playing well. He had three excellent starts last night. I guess he let in four and apparently a couple, of, I haven't seen them. Apparently a couple of them weren't too pretty. Uh, 
you know, you got to be careful in the AHL when you talk about numbers because it's it's not, you know, it's like the, you're not facing NHL shooters, but in some ways it's a harder place to play goal. It's a little less organized. Uh, the system's play sometimes isn't quite as strong. So it's not just about numbers, but yeah, they'll bring Jack Campbell back here because they're paying him five million bucks. They wouldn't mind getting a backup out of that. Uh, but he's got to continue strong play, and and I I would think the the game plan would be to bring him back. Some I think they played New Jersey on Sunday. Yeah. I think you give Stu Skinner Wednesday. You give him Friday, and then you reassess after he's played a couple, maybe three in a row. It's going to be time for the backup, and if Cam. Campbell's ready to be that backup, and he's playing well enough down there. I think he will be. You know, Spec, the difference is, though, that the Condors don't play again till Friday, so they have this whole week off. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe he can work a little more with Manny Legacy down in Baco, but they don't play till Friday, and then they have a back-to-back uh, on Saturday. So it's a home-and-home home with the Ontario Reign. Having said that, again, I agree with you. Wednesday, Stu Skinner plays against Carolina. Friday, you might as well play Skinner again against Minnesota. So, but does the schedule, would you want to see Campbell play a little bit more? Would you want to see him play another couple of games after this? Or Because he's not playing Friday against in the AHL and then, then zipping here on Saturday and playing it in the afternoon. I can't see that happening. Could you? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, if he plays Friday and plays well, maybe that's what you want. Is you get a day to fly up. I mean, it's basically uh, you, from Bakersfield, they drive down to L.A. and they fly. Mm-hmm. There's a direct, I think, a WestJet direct up here, so it's not that tough a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could play Sunday, I think. You know, I, I don't know. Depends how well you play Friday. Uh, it depends on the flight situation and all those things. But, you know, I guess I'd ask you, Kev, how, how good – how many games do you have to play down there? What do your numbers have to be? How? At what point do we look at Jack Campbell and say, okay, yeah. he's ready to come up here and play one out of every four? When do we say that? That's a good question, I suppose. That's the question that everyone has to find out. I, I just think, as you said, he was in three games, he was okay. Last night, mm, so-so, allowed four goals. But I think you want to give him a little more time. And is it... Crazy to say on the Sunday afternoon game, can Cal Pickard play against the Devils, or can it's or, not crazy? Yeah, or it's can not. or can you can you play Skinner Sunday and then someone plays against Chicago on Tuesday? Maybe that's the game. Yeah. Well, listen, as Skinner can play three in a row, he's done it lots. Mm-hmm. Like right now, his mo is he can give you three in a row, but you want to start someone else the fourth. And I think there's a lot of guys in the league you'd say that about. Uh, I think, you know what, Edmonton should be pretty happy with the game they've been getting out of Stu Skinner lately. Mm-hmm. Stu Skinner's put his game together pretty good at a time when this team dearly needed him to. You know, they got a four-game winning streak going. Did he not play in every one of those games? Mm-hmm. I believe he did. Yep. Right? So, you know, I mean, eventually he's going to need a break. Yeah, Cal Pickard can give you a game. For sure he can. Absolutely. And if Campbell's not ready, there's no point bringing him up. So, if it turns out that it's Cal Pickard's start, he can start. He's, he can give you a start, no question about it. Mm-hmm. He played in uh, – where did he start in the road? Did he not start in Florida? Yeah, he started in Florida. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with his game. I guess there was one goal in that game you kind of didn't love, but mm-hmm. the rest of the time he was okay. So if the team's playing better in front of him, maybe you get a little better version of Cal Pickard at the same time, right? That's the whole thing. I mean, the team has played better in front of Stuart Skinner. 
in the last uh, yeah. few games. Kevin Carius, Lorianne Munzer, Mark Spector on Sports 1440. And Lorianne, you could, I mean, this is a lot between the years for Jack Campbell. Oh, it is. It's everything. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure on it. You can really see the wins. You can see the losses immediately and instantly. And it's you've got to be on your your game all the time. It's like um, Evander Kane was saying, we are we're starting to get better performances from everywhere. And I know that Knobloch says, you know, the the guys need to be stepping it up. Where else are you seeing it, Spec, in terms of raising the bar here, just raising the level of play? Well, you know what? I think there's a lot of sports psychology here, right? Um, you know, the Oilers are a way less fragile team in the last, let's say, two weeks. When something goes bad, it's not followed by another bad thing and another bad thing and another bad thing, right? Uh, they're able to fall down, fall behind one nothing, and it's not a big deal. That Winnipeg game, I think, was a great example of a team that, that wasn't mentally fragile and they didn't panic and take a whole bunch of chances to try to get the next goal mm -hmm. they hung in there and you know sports when you do it once or twice now you got a template so next time they're on the bench and it's one nothing through you know 48 minutes when someone says hey let's hang in on this guys let's trust our game plan we're going to get the goal you got something to fall back on because mm -hmm. you did get the goal once or twice before so i would ask you Lorianne, like when it comes comes to sports psychology you probably did a lot of that as an olympic athlete that's what campbell's deal is here it's all sports psychology for this guy a lot more than physical goaltending skills uh is that a fix that you can do mid-season is that something that can ha happen in three weeks in the minors absolutely you can change it like that you can change it on a dime the thing is you have to number one know what to focus on because are you focusing on what you can do or are you looking back always on oh this went wrong this went south i made this bad move and and that's the first thing there and then it's well where do you want to go so he's got to be looking at it from a couple of components but first is you've got to go okay what can i do and that's where the focus has got to be and it can literally change on a dime but then you've got to build it day in day out day in day out again and again and again and you cannot let your foot come off the gas pedal well what happens when you're how old's how old's Campbell 30 31 what? yeah 31 31 so is this something that that you know when you're 31 and still working on those things uh, I think I sort of question most guys have this stuff figured out by now, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Most, you know, younger players struggle with the mental side of the game and then they figure it out and that's no longer a problem for them. Uh, I wonder about the situation when you're 31 and you're an NHL veteran and you're still having these issues. Well, it all depends, I think, because there's two types of results that you can get. You can get results as an unconscious competent. So you're just doing it naturally, but you don't know why or you can't explain it why and repeating it is going to be a little bit harder or you're a conscious competent you can repeat it again and again and again and when you know there is a a move that comes in that's just maybe not the best one you know how to flip it so that you can bring bring it bring it out so that you do get a better result and the other mm -hmm. thing is are you listening to the media Sorry, Speck, but are you listening to the media? Yeah. Are you listening to all the doubters, all the train that goes, oh, you know, the Oilers, this is really bad. But then when it goes really good, then everybody jumps on the train. You've got to have 
parameters around you to shut out the outside world when you're playing at this level and you know don't don't read them don't read into the media you've got to play your own game and i don't know maybe there's he's getting caught between the two or maybe there's something else going on Kevin Carius, Lorraine Munzer, Mark Spector on Sports 1440. A couple quick ones for you, Spec. Were you excited to see Connor McDavid yep. go on the Canada Walk Hall of Fame? <laughs> I can't say that I saw it now. <laughs> uh, good for him. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, the one thing I did think was cool, uh, some people, you know, some guys would say, I got a couple days off of hockey. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I'll send in a video. Uh, I did think it was cool. I saw, I did see somewhere, somewhere this weekend, him and uh, his fiance Lauren, yeah, uh, Kyle, all dressed up, and he was in a tux. tux. She was in a lovely dress. They were heading to the thing. I thought it was cool that he didn't just blow it off and send in a video tribute. That he, where was this thing in Toronto? Yeah, and so he got to see his family out there too. So that was, you know, um, yeah, so good for him. I thought it was cool that they they bought in and went there and honored them and took the honor and good for him. I think sometimes that will be a game changer in terms of performance wise. Mm. I'm going to say watch McDavid and watch his performance because doing something Mm. outside different like this is going to bring his game up. So, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. Because it's called distraction therapy. Mm. And the one thing is. I've always said when you're in your head from a mental standpoint, you're dead because you can just get in and you, you start going down certain tracks. you got to get out and go do something. Hmm. Go help somebody. Go do an event. Uh, be, be a part of a gig. Go play. Go show up at a shinny yeah. game or something like well, that. Well, you know what? His game's been pretty good the last four or five. So I mean, Mark if, my words. <laughs> I, I'm going to wear my black turtleneck okay. again, and I bet you his game okay. is going to go up. Well, I think, uh, Laurie, I'm, you're probably the only, you've been in, you're in every Hall of Fame, you're in the Canada Sports Hall of Fame, but maybe you should be on the Walk of Fame too. You, you know. That would be cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> well, I know, Spec, you and I are buying a ticket. I know that. Oh, yeah, we're buying a ticket to get in there. I've been on the Walk of Fame before. Last time, Carius and me played media hockey. You walked me pretty bad, so. <laughs> oh, you're, yeah, whatever. Hey, thanks for this, big guy. We'll see you down at the rink here in the next couple of days. Appreciate it. Thanks, All Mike. right, sounds good. That's Grandpa Speck, Mark Spector, for On the Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Uh, get the boost you need. At Booster Juice, uh, check out the website and get all the points, the berry points and things like that. So uh, when we come back, we will continue some hockey talk with Steve Coolius from Sirius XM NHL Radio and our headliner of the day that's coming up, uh, Karius Munzer on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. They are sports fans like all of our listeners and are totally pumped that Sports Talk Radio is back for all your Plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca as we welcome in Steve Coolius from Sirius XM NHL Radio. Steve, you're with Kevin Carius and Lorianne Munzer, Olympic gold medalist from 2004. Welcome back to Sports 1440. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Good morning, and uh, let's talk hockey. 28% through the season here already. 28? 28%. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're like Matt Damon from Goodwill Hunting with all these facts and figures right off the hop. 
<laughs> Not as good looking though, but there you go. Ah, I don't know about that. You know, you're a handsome man, Steve. Very handsome. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Why do you think I come on whenever you call? That's yeah. why. You know, uh, we just had uh, Laurie Ann was saying the fact that Connor McDavid is going or went to the uh, Canada Walk of Fame that he will even be better now because he, in your words, Laurie Ann, he had a d- distraction away yeah. from the game. We go, in sport, like when I was racing. If you go do something different, you go do an event, you go talk to school kids, you do something totally maybe with the community, we call it a distraction event. And always, always, always the performance would go up wow. on the next play. And I'm betting the black turtleneck and <laughs> that Connor's going to raise the bar. What do you think, Steve? I love it. I love it. I, I saw a picture and I thought, did he leave to go back? Did they plan this in the schedule? I guess the answer is yes. And I think it was easier to leave that there was a lot of positivity around climbing out of the hole, right, Lorianne, and the mm-hmm. winning streak. Um, so I, I think if you put two and two and two together in this case, it's just about getting back to NHL 500. And I think it was easier to go and have fun and be distracted that the worst I have to believe it's over, and there's a lot of the positivity coming out of the dressing room and the organization. So he's better than 1.45 points per game, I'll tell you, uh, and so are the Oilers, so here we go. Yeah, and I mean, he's been really dynamite the last four or five games on a, a six-game streak where he's four goals, 12 assists. So if he can take it to another level, Lorian, I mean, we're looking at some pretty big numbers for sure. Anything around the league catching your eye, Steve, I, you know, I always look at when people put their power rankings out and I see, you know, that they just kind of almost go by, by points. But, you know, watching L.A. Kings again last night, this is just a solid team. They've got so many games in hand. What are you making? How often do you get to see the Kings because of the time change? And, you know, they play so late all the time for you. No, I'm up, I'm up late. I don't shut it down until the last Sharks or Ducks or Kings or Canucks game is over. So, um, you know, I've seen the Kings play – not counting last night, average at home. Last night they were better than average. Now there was no kill McCarr. But last night, seeing Quinton Byfield really take uh, probably the best game of his career, and he's had a few of them this year. Like, it's a different player, 55 in L.A., 13 in New York. It's just different, right? I mean, the Canucks are one of the biggest surprises. Uh, I I don't know how the schedule maker has Ottawa at 19 and L.A. at 25. Like, that's a six-game difference. When Columbus was at 24, Ottawa was at 17. What, did they miss a week because of COVID? (laughs) Like, where where have I been? This is ridiculous. So, um, I think the Kings and their suffocating 1-3-1, it's very frustrating. And they play it better on the road than they do at home um, for reasons that, you know, we can get into. But I think of all the storylines, like look at Colorado and Dallas in the West, no surprise. The Jets are plus five. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's cup contenders again. Uh, I think it's the L.A. Kings, who I would believe in more um, than Rick Tockett's Canucks right now. I think there'll be a bit of a correction there. But clearly those are two of the biggest storylines in the West. And the Kings have been playing playoff hockey since their third game of the year. So they're deep, four lines. Talbot's hanging on tough. I would say the L.A. Kings are is wow factor. And when they make up those games, they'll probably be first, Kevin and yeah. Marianne, first mm-hmm. in nice. the Pacific Division. Nice. With Quinton Byfield, I mean, he's from Newmarket. He's only 21. Where do you see him, his progression in his game going? Well, I hope it's a 20-goal season. He is a left winger now for sure. He would have had a hat trick last night, but he, 
doesn't know how to hit an empty net like Drew Doughty from 187 feet. You got to be able to hit those you, Miko Ranton in uh, nothing but net empty netters to add mm-hmm. to your totals. But just think about it. He's already got career numbers. 6, 12, 18, plus 13, 15 minutes a night. Only one of those goals is on the power play. I have to believe in this, not just multiplying by four. I hope it's a, I hope it's a 20 goal, 30 assists, 50 point season, and his numbers slowly approve. When you're playing with those two guys, you're in your best position. And soon as they went out and got to know, and then Pierre Luc Dubois, he was never going to be a centerman again in LA. So that's fine. So he'll be a power left winger playing with those two guys. I, I think, you know, the the sky's the limit mm-hmm. here. I don't know if he'll ever be, end up being a point of game guy or a Team Canada guy at the at the national level. Um, but 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 he's there. He's there, and it'll only get better for me. So I'm really happy with how he's developed this season. Steve Coolio, Sirius XM NHL Radio, our guest, Carius Munzer, Sports 1440. So Steve. You know, I was thinking about Andre Kopitar, and so he passes Marcel Dion last night for all-time assists for the L.A. Kings. Do you have him ranked number one in L.A. Kings history, or is he two? Or where where would you say, even though like he's several points, a couple hundred or 150 behind Marcel Dion, but he's got the two cups, where do you rank Andre Kopitar in L.A. Kings history? Well... To me, and there is recency bias, I I think that when someone wins somewhere and they add it to their, well, they got the cups total, it's it's a good argument. I just don't buy it. Because okay. at the end of the day, what Marcel did in his era, albeit a different era, uh, and they are different eras, it, it, it won't be duplicated in our L.A. Kings lifetime. 121 in Detroit before he came over to L.A., and then 122, 130, 137, 135, 117, 107, 92, 126, 94. He's just a better individually skilled player. And if they were on the same team, right, Marcel would be in the one spot and Andre would be in the two spot. But it doesn't work that way. And when they won the Cups, they grinded their way in. They got help from the Carters and Williams and... Um, Brown, you name it, uh, right up and down the road yeah. in L.A. So, and and I and I get that, and I just think that at the end of the day, sometimes the younger people will forget. The uh, Marcel was he was the Phil Mickelson of his time, the best player to have never won um, <laughs> until Phil finally won. Unfortunately, Marcel didn't. He won the '76 Canada Cup, uh, but in my mind, I, I was thinking the same thing. To be honest, when I was watching the game last night. Uh, I'm biased to Marcel because we're the same height, not the same weight. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, Elibu Marcel Dion. That a boy. That okay. a boy. Love it. Love it. Hey, uh, Steve. 2010 was a really great year for you. You covered Team Canada at the Olympics, and then you moved over back to TSN. And you said, "I've I've I've waited 13 years to come back to TSN." What's the difference in covering the Olympics and the NHL? Or is there? Oh, it's different. I think that, uh, and you know this obviously from your time as a world-class athlete, that you 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 need to know what international sports are all about, and they're different. I think it's something that, um, sadly, in a way, the Americans don't get it. You know, they call all their club teams world champions. 
not world champions. Club teams aren't world champions unless they went to the world, world championship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. NFL, nobody in the world plays national NFL football. Uh, and the other two American sports, they don't even care. They call it World Series or World Championship when they don't play anybody. But we get it because we did grow up with international hockey, and we've had more of an eye and ear on the crazy Canucks and other things that happen around the world. So when you go to an Olympic game, and Wayne Gretzky said it best, you're not just part of Team Canada at the Olympics, meaning the hockey team or teams. You're part of the greater Team Canada that includes bobsleigh and curling and short track speed skating and everything else. Mm-hmm. So going to the Olympics, the second I landed, I felt something in the air you've never felt before. And it wasn't just a tournament. It was a tournament in all the sports. That's the important part that when when one person won, everyone won. And it's weird how ice dance turned that Olympic round that wasn't going very well um, for Team Canada. And as soon as that happened, everybody else kind of jumped on board and the gold medals flowed. They flowed like Texas tea, oil <laughs> that is. And there was 13 of them and the best Winter Olympic Games ever. Uh, and, and if you want to, it's kind of funny what people say. And then we kind of won the Olympics because we won the two events at the end with men's and women's hockey, won the Crosby goal. That was the 13th goal. And I think it's a way of saying it's about everything. It's not about one thing. And I might not have known that before I arrived, but you felt it when you were there. Sometimes I close my eyes and I am there because it was three of the best weeks of my life. So it was special. Winning does matter. But it's funny where we are in Canada today and where we were then, right? That was Stephen Harper's Canada, and we all loved each other, and the dollar was a dollar thirteen. <laughs> to the eight years we've gone through right now, begging for the days to be over. So, yes, uh, let's end this soon and get back to the gold rush yeah. of yesteryear. Do you, do you have, or did you have, besides hockey, favorite Olympic events that you watched or covered? Uh, well, I, I mean, if you can believe this, for an immigrant, a first-generation immigrant, I fell in love with curling right away. Like I, 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 and I cur- like it's a Stephen. Why do you go play the sport? What is this? And I said it's Ed Ware and it's curling, and I like it. Okay, so I like curling, yeah. and then who couldn't like short track speed skating? It's oh, roller derby on ice. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable. So I love that too. Um, you know, and the thing is, in Canada, like men will watch women's sports in sports that we've grown up watching right from the very beginning. And that's one of the reasons hockey's become so popular right now. So I think that all those things come into play and, and make it so, so much fun. I can only really get to one or two venues. That's the problem. And some of the gold medal ceremonies, because I'm supposed to be covering 34 men's games. So um, anyway, it was great. I'm already, see, I'm back. I'm back in that. Fired up. Again. It is yeah. an energy thing, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable, and it's it's patriotism, and it's great, and it's a it's a great think back where we were 13 years ago. It's it, it honestly, it is a different place than we are today. Sadly, did you have you ever interviewed the wrench before? No, what? I have not. I have oh. not. I don't think I've done a, a post uh, uh, since the hockey only department interview in a long, long time. So. Uh, I, I go back and I think to uh, some great curling moments. The 98 Olympic curling moment wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Mike, that was the Mike Harris curve. Yeah. We kind of blew that one. But anyway, for the most part, it's gone well. For the most part, it's gone well, guys. So what would happen? Let me just ask you this, Steve. If someone said, we need you to cover curling at 
it, well, whatever year, and if they ever get things rolling here again, it seems. Uh, so at the next Olympic Games, we need you to cover curling. What are you saying? I would sound like those Americans that call <laughs> hockey who don't know the sport. Black around, warm-ups, offside, a shot and a score. That drives me nuts. It's like nails on a chalkboard, for gosh sake. Didn't, did we do a poor job of teaching them? Dressing room and sweater and warm-up and all that kind of stuff. They don't know how to use the letter S. Yeah. I'll tell you that much, okay? So don't get caught. It's not even a box score. It's all the Americans. They're the ones who do the websites. So then they have it when it's really a summary. we got a lot of work to do to clean it up. I would say I wouldn't do it because I'd sound like one of them. And I can't be, hurry hard, I can't be Vic Crowder <laughs> and all the and all the, I'll just watch it instead of being a, see, I, I, I'm not being selfish. I, no. I, I defer. I defer, guys. You know, Steve, uh, this is a true story. <laughs> the first briar I ever covered, I sat beside a guy by the name of Chuck Patrzykowski from Weyburn Radio, and he was doing the Briar play-by-play on radio. Oh, my. So think wow. about that. Think about that. And wow. he, had a, he had a rye in one hand and a cigarette in the other. And <laughs> is that the Regina Agridome? <laughs> well, when we went to our first curling uh, event, it was organized by Vic Router because uh, we were young and the first time, I'm like Billy Martin, my first time at TSN, and we all went, there was eight of us, and he organized, and we had a, we had a hoot, uh, and we went early in the morning, and they said the great thing about curling is if you stay a bit later, um, the bar opens, and like darts, <laughs> it's a sport that's uh, drinking during is encouraged, yeah. so I never forgot that, so uh, it, it truly is a lot of fun, and I know people listening know more about curling than Others um, in other parts of the country, but it is it is a great social event. It yeah. truly is. Hey, uh, Steve, thanks for doing this. Appreciate coming on. We'll do it again. Uh, this was fun talking about curling with you, just even other stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sorry if I got uh, sidetracked. No. Uh, Kevin Lorian, speaking, speaking of national heroes, it was great to be on with you guys. I'll get it back on the rails, okay, next time. <laughs> and we'll try to get it back on the rails for the rest of the show. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Okay, see ya. That's Steve Coolius, our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. I assume, Lorraine, you've curled before? Only once, and it, was, it wasn't pretty. How come? Like, to me, this would be a perfect sport for you to excel at. I'm a power athlete. That is power. Kevin, Kevin, the have, first rock I shot, it ended off the ring. Shot or through? Well, there you go. (laughs) And then it went downhill from there. So, okay, think about this. When you look at all curlers, um, and specifically, let's talk about women's curling. You talk about the power that they generate sliding out of the hack. And I get, you know what, I shouldn't just do women. All women, men, all curlers. Mm -hmm. The power that they can generate sliding out of the hack is right up your alley. Like, I mean, cycling all the time, doing your spin classes and things, Mm -hmm. this is perfect for you. I need a little more practice. Well, everybody does. You know what? You know? I think we should, you know, get Cheryl Bernard. Cheryl Bernard, yeah. Yeah. And uh, So you know Cheryl quite well? A little bit, yes, from Canada Sports Hall of Fame. There are many, many curlers that would like to have you come out to whatever rink it is and go, I'll bet you in about... An hour, you'll be able to pick this up. And I'm not a, I've never curled. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I, I, I need a couple lessons, though. 
I'm trying to think. Well, I'll t- in the next little while, their schedule is quite busy. We're going to have Jeff and Laura Walker in studio. I talked to Jeff a little while ago, but they've been traveling all over the place. So this is a, a so a husband wife curling. Uh, they're like Laura is basically focusing on doubles right now. Yes, which is way different, obviously, than the, the normal curling. Mm-hmm. But Jeff is you know he's Olympic champion and world champion. So and they got two young kids now. And then you try to juggle the curling and travel and kids yeah. and family. So actually, I did a story with them a little while ago when I was working at Global. So we'll talk to them in studio about that dynamic. But they, Very you can cool. get out there and they will, you'll just go to the Savile Center. Okay. I'll bet you in one hour she has picked this game up easily, Duke. Am I out in left field here? Curling is such a weird sport because you can get people that have never played it before. They'll go out the first time. And I do think it is a game with a lot of beginner's luck. Um, but it the basics can be picked up quite quickly. I, I do agree. So, and then to I think it's kind of like skiing in that regard. We talked uh, about that last week a little bit. Like to learn the basics is actually pretty easy. But then to reach a peak, peak level of it is very, very hard. I agree. And I'm not saying that Lorianne is going to be playing, <laughs> no, no, playing in the Scotties next year. <laughs> no, no, but, but I mean, she, she's but wouldn't a that be cool? Ch- world champion Maybe that's athlete. the challenge. Of course she'll pick it think up about, Think about just pure talent alone, Lorianne. So you got the balance. Yep. So curling, big time balance, sliding under the hack and making sure you're not wobbling. I would assume you would be a lead. So you're in fantastic physical condition. So your sweeping ability is going to be top notch mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it all adds up it all adds up and I think you know what you start and it, it's for fun like think about like what Steve was talking about with you know Eddie the wrench wearing like this is an old curler from years ago right you know back when the wrench was playing it was more about the social kind of aspect and and having fun away from the game yeah. and Eddie had a lot of fun same with the Iceman Al Hackner oh yeah yeah there were some. Oh. <laughs> well, even look at uh, I can't. Was it? It wouldn't have been the 2010. It must have been the 2014 Olympics. After John Morris and the Canadians finished their game against the Americans, that I believe they lost in kind of upset fashion. It, uh, John Morris shared the picture from the locker room of him and the American skip sharing a beer and yeah. saying this. This is what curling is about. It's the yeah. the social aspect after the game, uh, similar to like the rugby culture of uh, every, you know your opponents out there on the turf on the on the sheet. Mm-hmm. But once you return into the clubhouse, it's beers and and drinks and camaraderie and sharing stories and uh that's it's one of my i love curling it's one of my favorite parts i I do too but yeah so okay this is we're gonna get this done you're gonna you're gonna take up curling and because of your competitive nature you are gonna go i love this you'll start you'll start out in a small league like you know just a fun league where it is about fellowship and hanging out and things like that and then you're gonna get to. I wanna. I wanna take this to. The, I bet you any money you watch. Sounds good. Lorianne Munzer's looking for curling sponsors right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll t- maybe we'll talk a little more about this when we uh, come back with Lorianne Munzer on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Oh, the Duke comes through with LA's favorite song on a Monday. Yes. That's number one on your playlist, LA. Oh, for Monday, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Ha says the Duke with a rugby reference. I love it. Uh, for Titan, how about Titan says? And this was what uh, Laurie Ann was talking about with Connor McDavid going on the Canada Walk of Fame. 
Oh boy, Connor to do better than he has over the last few games. Look out! Mm-hmm. So you really think that, it, and you call it distraction of distraction therapy. Therapy. Yeah. So even though a guy's going as well as he has been, and we touched on it, the amount of points that he's picked mm-hmm. up on a six-game scoring streak, he can even it, do better. Absolutely. Huh. It's it's just doing something totally different, and you know what. You're not necessarily thinking about hockey at that time or what's all involved or what's coming up. You're actually in the moment and having fun. Mm-hmm. Just going out and doing something extraordinary, ordinary, but with another group of people. So, and I think it was a, a neat angle that Speck had, the fact that he went out there. You know, he went out to Ontario and... Spent the time with his family, but enjoyed the, you know, the other people that were being honored. Trooper, one of the, and here for, Rick Mercer. Okay, that's another good song there, Duke. We're here for a good time. We're here for a good time. Absolutely. Trooper, one of the top rock bands in our era. Have you seen them play? No. 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 Oh, really? I've On prob- my list. You're kidding. I've seen Trooper probably... Well, they were at, it seemed they played every great cup for about 10 years in a row. But I saw them growing up a lot because they're actually, they're a little older than us. Mm-hmm. But they were, a, they were a really good Canadian rock band back in the day. Regarding Jack Campbell, the hammer says, Campbell hasn't been ready for two seasons. Why would anyone think that's changed in five AHL games? I understand that concept because... He hasn't had the success here that he's strive for, that he wants, that the team wants, that the fans want in the year and whatever, 20 games that he's been here. Jack Campbell deserved to start a playoff game last year against Vegas. He came in several times in a mop-up role against Vegas, and he deserved a start, but for some reason... Jay Woodcroft never went that way. Stuck mm-hmm. with Skinner, ended up pulling Skinner a lot. But Jack Campbell probably deserved a start against Vegas in the playoffs. So, to Hammer's point, Lorianne, how, I mean, what, what can you say? Like, again, it's a, it's a fair point from the Hammer by saying that he hasn't been ready for two seasons. But I think he was ready in the playoffs for a start. Why would he be ready after just five games in the AHL? Is it a, is it a, is it a are we looking at a possibility here where you got to just say this guy he needs another opportunity another chance mm-hmm. and if he doesn't make good on this one then you're done like where are we with that I th- I think you've got to step up to the plate Jack I really do yeah and this is crunch time this you've you've got you've got to make it work and then you've got to consistently make it work if you want to play here or let the fans, let everybody know what's going on. <laughs> uh, we talked about Lorianne possibly. Uh, well, first of all, before we get into the, this text from positive Bronte fan. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> positive Bronte fan. Wow. Um, you spin class is going well. Oh yeah. How many? 75 people? No, no. More? Uh, I think we've got about 25. 25. We've got 75 classes, and we just finished hmm. number six on Saturday. Big Mac says, agreed, Kevin. Jack deserved 
two starts in the playoffs, well, let's just get one and let's just see if he can start one more game here and build on something. Uh, one gonna, against LA, two after he got the win. I'm going to interject on something. Okay. If you don't get to play in a championship event or like a poignant moment. So you're talking playoffs, NHL, yeah. Stanley Cup playoffs, okay? Yeah. Is you got to let it go. It is what it is. It's out of your control. So again, he didn't get that opportunity last year. And a lot of people think he deserved a shot to get a start. But he comes back in the preseason and he had a tougher uh, tougher competition in preseason here than Stuart Skinner did. And he outplayed Stuart Skinner in the preseason. Deserved, if you go by that, he deserved the fact to get the start on opening night. Mm-hmm. But then he crapped the bed. He didn't. He gets hooked in the very first game, and it's the same thing that happened all of last year. Yep. So again, he plays four or five games. Let's call it three three good games down in Bakersfield so far. They get the win, which is again that's all that matters. They won six four on Saturday. I, I haven't seen the goal. Spec said maybe one or two weren't great, but you still get a win. Yep, very a win important. Is a win. So again, how does he? Where do you draw this line to say he deserves another start up here? Well, you start. He's just and you he pro- has and to you con- prove and you prove everybody. He wrong. has to continue to play better down there. I don't think you have to be one hundred percent. Like if you think that Jack Campbell, oh yeah, he's about seventy five percent of what we think. Of what we that's need, not enough. of that's what not we enough. need, not what we think. No, that's not. He enough. has to s- stand on his head in the AHL before I'm even thinking of bringing him up here. Yep. Because you talk about a distraction. Oh, it's a big distraction. That would be massive. Well, it's it's the doubt then that you pop into the rest of the team's mind, and when you come up, when you play, you have to be ready. So the question then is, how many games are you going to play? Mm-hmm. And then when are they going to bring you up? Or is it all depends? And when it all depends, then it's a really, you're messing with somebody's head yeah. really bad. You know, uh, Bronte, we're going to get to your text after we talk to Howard Balzer from Sirius XM NFL Radio because it's such a good, and I don't want to just touch on it for a minute here, but uh, positive Bronte with a really cool angle for Lorianne Munzer. Uh from Brian, cool. Texter says, uh, what people have to remember about Jack Campbell is that the team was not playing well in front of the goalies. Now they're playing a hell of a lot better. Now if Campbell doesn't play better, then we can complain. And yes, I totally agree that Campbell deserved uh, one or two starts against Vegas. Hmm. So that'll be an interesting situation moving forward. Again, I don't see... Just the way the Oilers' schedule is, I could see Stuart Skinner playing Wednesday against Carolina, Friday against Minnesota. Why not? Why not Sunday afternoon against Jersey and then Cal Pickard plays against Chicago? Or by that time, maybe Jack Campbell, that's another 10 days. Mm -hmm. Maybe he has continued to sort things out. Yep, to strengthen his mental game. Pillman says Campbell's going to have to take the Condors to the playoffs before I bring him back. Well, that would be a long ways away. Uh, when we come back, Howard Balzer, 
Sirius XM NFL Radio and the Hall of Fame show, which is so exciting to do because you get to talk to all the legends, all the greats. And we've had a Howard on before. And I think we had a kind of a connection to the older, uh, the older guard, if you will, in the NFL. That's coming up at uh, 9 o'clock. Before that, here is the Duke with a Sports 1440 update.